Donna and I sat in a parking lot last weekend and swore to each other that we would never share the story of what just happened. But it's a story too good not to share. We're going to do that in segment one. Plus, later in the show, what calls Pop Peep Bobby to spit out her drink while listening to a very recent episode? Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. My name's Donna and I'm Caddy's wife and I'm going to teach you if you're okay, if you're not from the south and you're listening and you're from the north or whatever, you know, you're one of those northerners which we love. Seriously. Yeah, we love them. Or a midwesterner. Could be anyone. I'm going to teach you a southern phrase like, have you ever been on like a Zoom call or even just a call with your mom or, or your sister? I'm not naming people. And it's just going on too long and you're like, okay, I'm just, you've tried to get off a couple of times like off the call and it's just not working okay this is what you need to say you ready well let me let you go <laughs> let me let you get back to what you need to do so see that takes the onus off you okay. you're not saying i've got to go you've been rambling you won't stop talking this has gone on too long. What you say is, and my mom used to do this to me. We'd be just talking. And all of a sudden she'd say, well, let me let you go. Let me let you go. I'm allowing you to go off the call. What do you think about that? I like that. Yeah. Have you ever said that? I've not. Well, let me let you go. Like you run into someone at the store and you've been talking forever and they just won't leave you alone. Well, let me let you go and get back to your business. So you're allowing them to, to go. Do you like that? I love that. Don't. Oh my God. I love it. I love that. Hey Alexa, play Cadillac Jack, the most recent. Uh, hey, what? Hey Alexa, play Cadillac Jack, the most recent episode of this podcast is going to play whether uh, you're at home or on. Doesn't matter where you are, the office, the home, or maybe you've been sent to the basement for some reason. Oh, what? Well, how would that we have happen? a special guest for this episode of the My Second Act podcast? And uh, why don't you tell everybody real quick about our special guest? Oh my gosh, she's like teeny tiny, and her name is Bun. And she is she's a is she officially a French bull she's a French bulldog which I am obsessed with Frenchies and I've always wanted a Frenchie and you're like a no go sort of like that fourth child not happening so I am getting to enjoy Carl's little Frenchie bun she's so cute we're gonna put a picture of her in the um, letter but I don't want to give out too much information because she's like a child so we don't want to like over identify her do you know what I mean okay yes but she's adorable and she's actually on the studio console between us in her in her um her little pod her designer pod mm -hmm. her designer pod all right what was your hype song on the way here my hype song was mary morris and it was girl um and it's a song from the album girl um i like mary morris i know she stirred up some stuff with uh charlie pride but i do like her as an artist uh she's very tiny mm -hmm. we also have a picture of you and i with mary morris that we will put into the letter this week um from the keith urban concert when she toured with him um she's married to ryan hurd who is insanely talented and insanely hot he is good looking and they have um a little baby boy named hayes but she's only five one yeah she comes up to my knees she's tiny but in the photo that you'll see but man she can she can sing she blasted onto the country scene with uh the single my church and it was it was interesting because when I think when she came out, there were not or, you know, came onto the scene with country music. There were not a ton of modern females at that time. I mean, obviously, there was Miranda and, and some other people, but she really burst onto the scene. And I think at first when she released My Church, people were like, hmm, hmm. You know, they didn't know. They weren't sure. But she 
rocketed to superstardom quickly. Wouldn't you say? I would. Yeah. She can be difficult. What? Yeah. Well, yeah. We talked about that. But As an artist talented. or? Uh, just all around. Okay. All around. Well, anyway, that was my hype song and I like her. So what about you? We're going to add some Brooks and Dunn, some classic Brooks and Dunn. Rock my world, little country girl. I love that one. On the the, the Caddy and Donna hype no, no, song no, playlist. No. It's I had the... somebody reach out, a pot peep reach out and say they couldn't find the new one. Yeah, well, it's that's because it's Donna and Caddy hype songs. Is that what I should tell them? Yes. Because they reached out on the podcast voicemail text line. Yes. And it's... said, listen, I can't find part due. Well, they're maybe typing in part due. You've got to type in Donna and Caddy hype song playlist, and then it will come up. All right. Remind me to text this person back. Yes. This is Gina Crow. Gina, thank you for listening, and thank you for reaching out at 770-464-6024. All voicemails and text messages come right to my phone. So yes. remind me, no kidding, to, uh, to yeah. let her know that. All right. It's easy Sim- to find. Simple search on Spotify. We think Donna and Caddy hype songs. This is... A very, very important week in the history of our country. If you're listening on Upload Day, which is Tuesday, January 19th, tomorrow in Washington, D.C., Joe Biden will become president of the United States and Kamala Harris will become the first female vice president. Yes. And also a woman of color, right? That's right. We're not going to go too deep into this because this is a very changing by this this picture of the inauguration is changing by the minute. There are so many precautions being taken to prevent an uprising like happened at the U.S. Capitol two weeks ago on Inauguration Day. There were supposed to, you know, every U.S. Capitol in all 50 states on Sunday and on tomorrow, Inauguration Day, are, are being protected by uh, uh, the National Guard because there were things out there that there's going to be trouble caused Sunday and also tomorrow. I think that the mainstream media was giddy about yesterday or, or Sunday rather. And then they were so disappointed when nothing really came into fruition because they were like, take the bait, take the bait. This is really the last time for us, the mainstream media to be able to show you in a horrible light. Like we know that you are just horrible, horrible people. And there wasn't any trouble. Well, and I think that that really rubbed them, them being the mainstream media rubbed in the wrong way. They wanted that crap to happen again, which is sad. But I think, it is. I think but what, I'm telling I you, I think what's also sad is no matter what side of the political spectrum that you stand on, I think it's sad that you know, and and some of it is probably COVID related, but also with the threat of violence that people are not able to really enjoy this inauguration. The way they have others. And again, I don't think it matters what side of the spectrum politically you're on. I mean, it's it's Joe Biden's time and it is the people who have voted for him and who are excited. Again, I know not everybody listening is on the same side, but it is something that we um, we cherish, you know, our democracy and, and, and that it only comes around, you know, every four years. And I think that there's something about this one that's kind of been taken away from people that if you do want to um, gather or you want to be a part of it, that you're there are people who are afraid to do that. There are precautions being put in place. I saw last night there was um, a story about the National Guard being called in. And some of these people have like IT jobs and normal day jobs. And all of a sudden they've been called into action, you know, and that's kind of scary. 
Like if you're just, you know, Jim in IT and all of a sudden you're like, you've got to go. Well, it's what you train for them. Right. And I'm sure they're ready to do that. But it just, I don't know. I, I think that after all, after the year everyone has had, it's just another layer of uncertainty. You know, that even if you're watching it at home, and again, if you're not a Biden fan, no one wants any ill will to happen to people. And, and you're just going to kind of be watching the whole thing a little nervous, which shouldn't be the way it should be viewed, I don't think. Airbnb has canceled all D.C. reservations for this week. There is a hotel booking app, which is owned by Airbnb, called the Hotel Tonight. Have you heard of that? Yes. Never, have you? Yeah, it's like last minute. Um, they're canceling all of its users' reservations in D.C. for the week as well. Jennifer Lopez will perform. Lady Gaga's doing the national anthem. Um, Amanda Gorman, the first ever national youth poet Laureate. 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 Laureate is going to do the poetry reading. And then you know something about uh, Andrea Hall. Andrea Hall is from, from Fulton County, Georgia. Yeah, so she is from Fulton County, Georgia. And she is going to deliver the Pledge of Allegiance. And she is the president of the International Association of Firefighters, Local 3920. And that's in Fulton County. And she is the first black woman in the department's history to be promoted to the rank of fire captain. So that's kind of cool. And she's going to, like I said, she will deliver the Pledge of Allegiance. So it's obviously a very diverse um, inauguration. They've got young people, you know, people of color, all, all kinds of different diversity happening in the inauguration, which is awesome. There's going to be a virtual inauguration parade. I can recall in my life watching on inauguration days, you know, it was to, to see the commander in chief walking through the streets of D.C. and being cheered and taking time to walk with their spouse and with their kids and family, but also taking time to go to the sidewalks and 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 always giving the Secret Service I know. a little bit of a, you know, because it's just very unpredictable. There's always that moment when they step out of the um, motorcade and kind of walk over and shake Towards hands. The people. Yes. None of that this year. It's going to all be done virtually. And the, the uh, Ocean Cranberry guy, uh, yes, has been invited. Has already filmed his portion by the Biden by, by the Biden campaign to be a part of the inauguration parade. Well, that's cool. So he's going to ride his skateboard to Fleetwood Mac dreams. Remember, on, this is the guy that went viral on TikTok. Yes. and then uh, Ocean Breeze gave him the Ocean Spray. Ocean Spray gave him the truck and uh, all kinds of stuff, merchandise, and like a lifetime supply of Ocean Spray. Yeah, Don and I sat in a parking lot this past weekend. And we swore to each other that we would never share the story of what just happened to us, not to anyone. I've decided I want to share the story with you because I, right. think, I think that you can learn from this story. What are people going to learn? Gluttony? Red, lob, red, Gluttony? Lob, red lobster overkill yeah. is what you're getting ready to learn <laughs> in this segment. Uh, it was over the weekend. I think it was maybe Saturday night. And, and Donna sent me a text. and said, hey, let's go to Red Lobster. And uh, <laughs> You love Red Lobster. I do. Charlotte, our 14-year-old, was at a spend the night party. Yeah. So she wasn't around. Of course, Will lives in Knoxville. We're getting to see him this weekend. I cannot wait to see my buddy this weekend. Yes. Um, and then uh, Olivia was at home, our 17-year-old, who's a junior in high school. And, and so I sent her a text. I said, hey, Mama wants to go to Red Lobster. She wasn't all that interested, to be honest with you. She didn't really want to go. And I said, if Mama wants to go to Red Lobster, what happens? You go to damn Red Lobster. So get out of your, your sleep pants and and shower or something, and let's go enjoy some cheddar biscuits. Okay, can I take one break here? I've been thinking about this. I think the reason that I like Red Lobster is I've told you this before in my childhood, when we would go out to dinner in Smyrna, Georgia, like that's where we would go. 
is the Red Lobster with my dad and my mom. And, and it was a huge deal. It was a big deal because we didn't eat out a lot. The lobsters in the tank. Yes. So I'm thinking that this is like some nostalgia that comes up from my childhood that I was calling upon. So anyway, we go. Halfway through Saturday night after we finally got home and unbuttoned our pants, Donna says to me, what if I had a physical tomorrow? Can you imagine? <laughs> because we were just wrecks. Everybody's just a wreck. Our server got some sort of award. She's actually headed to the Tennessee Aquarium in Chattanooga, our Red Lobster server, because she sold the most stuff. Uh, a feast. Yeah. Isn't that what they call them? Feasts. Yeah. And and also a double baked potato, 99 cent upcharge. Two of those. And a sangria drink. Uh, at our table. So we start, and this, I'm embarrassed by this, and I hope that uh, Lynn Hogan from Cardiac Rehab or mm-hmm. anyone from uh, Dr. Uh, Backer. Dr. Backer, my cardiologist's office. I hope that you're you're not listening. And Why are you, we telling this? If you because so we go in and we sit down and we just suddenly are at the mercy of red lobster. I get a sangria drink. Right. And then you start with the cheddar biscuits. Mm-hmm. I get lobster bisque and a Caesar salad and an Admiral's feet. Oh, let's back up apps. We got uh, mushrooms mm-hmm. and then some sort of wonton something. Yes. A shrimp wonton. Right. And then we had our feasts with our baked potato 99 cent upcharge, which includes cheese, butter, sour cream, and chives. (laughs) And then we looked at the dessert menu, and I said, you know what? We're just about three miles from Krispy Kreme. Let's just go to Krispy Kreme. Unbelievable. We We drove to Krispy Kreme and got a dozen hot, I mean, there is nothing better than a hot, Crispy. I'm there right now. A hot okay. Krispy Kreme donut. Let me tell you about the dessert. We had eaten so much that the waitress didn't even offer dessert. She didn't. <laughs> That's when Which you know. Who doesn't offer dessert? Well, again, because you, you get she felt sp- responsible, like for these people's death. Like she was like, I cannot continue to contribute to this. And by that point, she'd already won her steak knives. So she had like, she was moving on to the next table. My caloric intake was so massive that I drove home after Krispy Kreme and, and down like 60 milligrams of Lovastatin. What is that? That's like for cholesterol. God. Popping them like Pez. And then you got in the bed. We got home at like 745 and I'm like, oh, okay, do you want to watch something? And you're like, I don't know, maybe in like 15 minutes. And I go back there and you're- 830, I'm out. Sound asleep. In like a food coma. Mm-hmm. And you would make these little, you were like, uh-huh. I hurt. I hurt for the first time in my adult life. I'm not making this up. We're not making any of this up. For the first time in my adult life, I had to grab something to get out of the booth. You know what I'm saying? Before I slid, you know, I slid out to the edge and I spun my legs around and then I had to find something to help lift me from the booth. You need some ab work. And, and I was sore the next day from eating so much, but it was so good. Yeah. I've seen those people like when you're, they're trying to get out of the booth and instead of just sliding and jumping up. I haven't jumped on it in 25 years. They like have to find something like the back of the booth or something to grab a hold right. of. Right. To, to pull you up. To steal steal them, steal themselves that. before they get that. up. Yeah. Because I was like, come on. And you're like, hold on a minute. Stop. Stop. You've become that man. I had shifted. My bones had shifted. We had <laughs> sat there so long through eight courses. <laughs> At Red Lobster. Who has eight gorses at Red Lobster? And I forgot that the service, she didn't offer dessert. She knew better. She knew better. So what's the moral of this story? The moral of the story is every now and then you just got to say F it and go out and just eat yourself. Into gluttony. Yeah. And have a good time with it. Yeah. Because we certainly did. Yeah.
Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel, they've had another baby? They had another baby. How do you have another baby and no one find out about it? Well, it's kind of like Kelly Preston. Yeah, well, well, that was different. Well, it's different, but but I don't mean She passed away. Well, she did, but she had cancer and no one knew it. Well, she wanted to keep that private, and I completely respect that. Right, but imagine the number of people that she interacted with during the course of her chemo and, and, and cancer that all kept it quiet. But I think you have the right to keep that private. You do, but it's not really up to you necessarily. It's, if you're it's a, a star or entertainer or Well, something. but if you, if there are people around you that are nurses and doctors and, and maybe a valet guy sees you keep coming into the hospital, Cedars-Sinai every, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I just. Well, I think they did at some point because, you know, they they had that situation where he was filming that. Um, movie in New Orleans and supposedly got too close to his co-star. This is, JT, Justin, this is Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. And it was, I think it was very embarrassing for her because it was all over the front pages. And and he admitted instead of, you know, again, which I guess that's good, but he publicly admitted, yes, I nothing happened, but I didn't act appropriately. I drank too much. And so then right after that, shortly after that, there was this rumor that they were having another baby. But there was never like he really and I think a lot of it has to do with what's going on in the world with COVID and everything like she had they haven't been out. They haven't been at premieres. They haven't been at concerts. So no one's really seen her. Yeah. No one's really seen her pregnant. I don't know that she was trying to hide it. I just don't think anyone really saw her out. But they did have another baby. They have a son already. And I can't remember his name. But now they have another son. And the name is Phineas, which that's a cute name. Right. Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. That's if they had named their other child Ferb. Imagine Phineas here. Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. I love that. This is the last week to order from the January menu. You can see a sneak peek at the February menu. It's up now at dinneraffair.com. It's a new year. Make time for your family. Hit the reset button and take back your dinner time. I want to give you an example of the savings uh, that, 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 that Ken and Stephanie, who own the Dinner Affair, are offering you in 2021. There are several different meal packages, depending on the number of people that, that are in your family. I chose just one here. Six chef-crafted dinners feeds four to six people. The price is one eighty-nine. All right, just to and there's actually a package that, that's less expensive than that one. But four to six people, uh, your price per serving is five and a quarter, five twenty-five. I mean, you cannot even eat a Chick-fil-A for that. It's crazy. One eighty-nine, the six dinner price plus thirty dollars off your first order. Promo code is Caddy Reset twenty twenty-one. Caddy, C-A-D-D-Y, Reset 2021. Every month you go to dinneraffair.com. There are 15 new menus posted. You pick the ones that you want. And then they arrive on your porch or at your back door. There's no contact. There's free delivery in Atlanta. They also ship nationwide. And that promo code is good. Caddy Reset 2021 for $30 off your order, regardless of where you are in the U.S. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you cannot, again, feed a family six meals for $159. If you've been to the grocery store lately, before you even get through the fresh fruit section and everything, you're up to a hundred and something dollars. So do your family a favor, have meals ready, uh, be able to sit as a family and eat. And you're not going to have to worry. You're not going to stand. There's nothing worse. In January, it happens all the time because you're just, you're trying to do the right thing. You're trying to eat healthy. You try not in, to eat out. You try not to eat out. Real you, lobster gets you every now and then. You arrive in the grocery store and you're like, what am I going to cook? Like I have nothing to cook. And that's the thing I love about it. I have gotten so many just meal ideas from the meals they send us. Um, so it's great to have someone else do all of that for you. And then you just three easy steps and you're ready to go. Dinner affairs brought back their lineup of make your package complete sides. And they are relaunching the single serving dinners 
promo code caddy reset 2021 dinneraffair.com dinner a-f-a-r-e.com tailored for all ages the meals are and for all tastes too and uh no contract money back guarantee don't miss out any longer in 2021 dinner affair let's talk about atlanta's deadliest year in 20 years okay 157 homicides that the atlanta police department has invested or investigated in 2020 up from 99 homicides in 2019 and we're seeing this happen all over the city and and realizing that while atlanta is our true base for listeners of this podcast we also have listeners in all 50 states but um, atlanta truly is our base because that's where we live and it's been horrifying to watch this happen to our city but also can continue in 2021 it's driving me crazy and I, i know i'm like i've been talking to you about it because i'm following this account that basically keeps account of everything that's going on. And it's it's shocking. And as someone who grew up in Atlanta my entire life and shopped at Lenox Square and has worked downtown for a long time, my sister and my niece live right in the heart of Buckhead. Um, it It's just horrifying to watch. And I always, you know, when you're a, when you live in kind of the, a suburban area, you don't want to become one of those people that's like, oh, don't go down to the city. It's so scary to go down to the city. I'm actually saying that now. And I have never said that about my city, the city that I call home, Atlanta. But there is so much crime happening, and it's shocking. I mean, it's happening during the day. I mean, you know, there, there's always places in cities that you're like, uh, I probably shouldn't be there that time of night. That's not what's happening. We're talking about carjackings happening with children in them at 1 o'clock in the afternoon at gas stations, at Chick-fil-A drive throughs Um, There's a new thing where people are bumping and it's an old thing, but it's being brought back where people are bumping into people and then they get out of the car to find out what's happening and their car gets stolen. Um, There's racing going on under underpasses and, you know, bridges in the city, like massive meetups of 200 plus cars, you know, and I'm sure in every city that anyone's listening to, they're dealing with crime, but this has gotten so out of control so quickly. And it's almost like the wild, wild west, you know, to the point where people are saying, I refuse to go out of my house after four o'clock that live in in the Buckhead area and the Midtown area in the Atlanta area. I'm not going to pump gas. My husband's pumping my gas for me. I never have any cash because I refuse to go to the bank. I'm not going to carry my nice purse when I go shopping because supposedly there are people running around Atlantic Square cutting people's purses off their bodies. And I don't think these are extreme things. I think that, I mean, they are extreme, but I think in the past, somebody would say that and you're like, oh my gosh, stop. You know, that's not happening. It's actually happening. It's happening. And, you know, the police and the are, are at a standstill because of trying to do the right thing and not getting in trouble for doing the right thing and how much pressure do they put on what's going on and how much do they pull back. So I think Atlanta is really at a crossroads where if they do not quickly try to get control of this, it's going to be out of their control. It's very scary. Very scary. That's not a statistic you want to start with in the new new year. How how much do you think Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms can be fingered for a lot of of Uh, this? I don't know. I'm not going to go there, but yeah. There are a lot of people who feel like there's just – there's. Most people feel like there's just not enough respect, you know, and there's not enough support for the police to do what they need to do. And when they've tried to do that in the past, they were held accountable for it in not a good way. You know, when they tried to break up some things that were going on that instead of uh, the mayor and some other people supporting them, 
here I am going there, that they they didn't support them. So I think it's it's just a really difficult situation. And it's never been this way. You know, Buckhead, for people who even lived out of our city, was always one of those places where it was, you know, a destination, a place to be. And there was a period of time where Buckhead was just nothing but bars and, and they it had got the crime had gotten out of control. And then they reeled, shifted. they shifted, they reeled it back in. A lot of companies like Restoration Hardware and um, a lot of nicer companies came back into Buckhead. And now they're having a hard time justifying being in Buckhead. You know, it's very scary. Very scary. I have been seeing a, a, a name pop up in social media and in, in, in trending different places. And the name is Army Hammer. Originally... I thought that he was the Arm and Hammer guy. You know, the Lord. I did when I first okay. saw the name. Uh, has like the muscle tea and an anvil or something mm-hmm. from like Arm and Hammer baking soda. Mm-hmm. Olivia, our seventeen-year-old, thought that Army Hammer was an Atlanta personal injury attorney who goes by the strong arm. Oh God. Okay. Well, yeah. Turns out we're both wrong, and there's a lot of misinformation going around. I said to you, Donna, you know what I. I want to touch on the Army Hammer story because I think people are seeing the name and they have no idea who he is, what it's about, what's going on. But he's an actor. All right. We'll start there. Right. Yeah. He is an actor and he was in uh, Call Me. Don't call, call Me By Your Name. Call Me By Your Name. Don't Call Me By My Name. Anyway. And he was also um, in The Lone Ranger and he was supposed to be in an upcoming movie, a rom-com with Jennifer Lopez, which he's now had to pull out of because of all the rumors swirling around him. Um, I, I told you there's just no way to even talk about the story because it's so lurid. It's so crazy, so crazy that it can only be happening in Hollywood. He's in a very contentious custody dispute with his wife. And they had gone, I want to say, to the Dominican. He was going to shoot the film, and also the family was kind of living there, and then um, to sort of get away from all the, everything that was going on with COVID. And then all these stories started breaking about these incredibly disturbing text messages that he had sent to different people and women. And when I started talking, you know, kind of looking into the story, it was just text text messages that he had sent to the women. But now it's kind of coming out that these women had told him, stop sending me these things. People who were in relationships with him said, stop doing these things. And he has not done it. And has, has just continued to almost harass these people with some of the stuff. So it's just crazy. I mean, you, you'll have to, if, if you're so interested in looking into it, you might want to dig in there. But he is uh, supposedly interested in cannibalism. And, um, but for real. Yeah, for real. And yeah. I mean, everybody's joked before. Yeah. About being a cannibalist. Have we? I've never, uh, I, I think, never have. Have you not? Okay. No. Maybe it's just me. No. But like he's gone through with it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's and just, in a sexual way. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. The whole thing is just weird. I don't have a file for him. I never had a file for him before. Never seen a single movie that he's in, and I don't have a file for him now. So. Okay. Well, that concludes our Army <laughs> Hammer But, I mean, if you do, look into it. But I know everybody who's listening is like, why talk about it? But Because you're seeing his name everywhere, and you're probably like, what is going on with this guy? But it will send you down a rabbit hole you probably don't want to go down. Or maybe okay. you do. I don't know. All right, then. Yeah. I spent some time with Ask for Donna this week, and I actually got me 
and asked for the Wolfman t-shirt, which you gave to Olivia. I know. It's so cute. She's like, who is, she was so funny. She's like, who is that cute man? I said, oh, that's the Wolfman. And she's like, well, who's he? She thought he was like some Marvel superhero. And I said, well, he kind of is, but that's Donna's daddy from Gallery Furniture, who was a longstanding, almost television personality in his own right. Of course, Wolfman was. Yeah. And it was during the days of the Turner Network. And, um, you know, when the Braves used to play on that network, if you're along, again, if you've lived in Atlanta, or it, really it was America's team. So people know this stuff from watching all everywhere. And he would have commercials and he was in there with Donna and they would always be doing something hilarious. They, on Halloween, they dress up like pumpkins. They would, it was just funny. Um, but he is the reason that gallery furniture started in the first place. Ask for the Wolfman, ask for Donna became the messaging for gallery furniture. So they also have, uh, I brought back um, coffee coffee cups. And one says, ask for the Wolfman. And one says, ask for Donna. I love it. Love it. I'm drinking out of that, ask for Donna. They got hoodies, Wolfman hoodies, everything at askforthewolfman.com. While I was there, I always spent time just kind of standing in the back of the showroom in the warehouse and watching how things are done and, and, the, and the people that come in and how they're treated so well. And the one thing I've noticed after the past, you know, two, three trips to gallery furniture in Gainesville is the number of repeat customers um, that, that come back time and time again. And you've talked about this time about how it's not necessary to buy the entire room at one time. If you can't, you can add pieces to it. In, in a gallery of furniture, it's 16,000 square feet. Of furniture. Of furniture. But we're talking dining rooms. We're talking um, recliners, power recliners, uh, bedroom stuff, home office stuff. Anything that you're looking for, gallery furniture should be your first stop. Yes. And that's a great thing. They do get a lot of repeat customers, which you only get if you service people well. And yes, we have been talking in the past. If you've listened to us for a while, it's time for you to kind of redo your um, house and you don't have a lot of money, which none of us do right now. You don't have to feel like you have to go in and buy the room, which you do at some other places. You know, here you can buy one or two pieces, start your room off right and come back when you're ready to keep going. And you will come back because you'll get great service from Donna. You can buy it off the floor and they'll rope it down for you and you take it home that day where they can also deliver. Financing is available. Happy to work with you there too. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Online, askforthewolfman.com. Instagram is at Gallery Furniture, GA. I was so excited to learn of another potential oh, boy. Yeah. job Okay. that interests me. Why are, are are you having interviews with any of these previous jobs? Like, where are I'm we at in the process? Them, Don. I'm working okay. on all of them. But here's the thing. Okay. In Georgia now, they're asking for volunteers to administer the, the COVID vaccine. And I said, you know what? I'm in. Okay, wait. Stop. Uh-huh. Okay. And then I learned it's a volunteer position. Okay. So it again, again. So in Georgia, you're telling me. That just any volunteers, elderly volunteers, any type of volunteer can as just... As long as you're not shaky. What? You can you can shoot somebody up with a vaccine. That is not true. Well, I thought that was the case. And then I went to the georgia.gov slash COVID volunteers or something. And I learned you have to be a medical professional. Well, that makes sense. In order to administer the vaccine. What they are also looking for for normal people to volunteer are like registering people. You carry clipboard. Um, I'm sure... 
working the queue, making sure people are standing you can do that. where they need to be and not mm-hmm. breaking in line. Mm-hmm. Uh, admin mm-hmm. stuff is what they're looking for just from Joe Public. Like you can myself. do that. You can I do thought that. that I could give the vaccine. Okay, You can't and you don't need to be. And neither does anyone else who's not a licensed because medical they professional. Said no training. It was very unclear when the state came out with this because they said no training, no experience rather. And I thought, well, hell, you're going to give a vaccine for a, pan- a pandemic and you don't have to have any experience at all? They meant you don't have to have experience with the admin. Yeah, to carry a clipboard. Right. I don't know why you're coming down on me about this. I'm not. But the fact that you think in your mind that you are capable or in any way qualified to administer a COVID vaccine to people. It said they're looking for COVID-19 vaccination I can imagine you'd you'd be like, okay, um, let's see. Now, where do we give the vaccine? Do we give it in the rear end? Do we give it in the arm? arm. There's a YouTube tutorial. I'm sure that they will ask you to watch. So are you going to do? I was let down. Are you going to, because you wanted to give people the shot? I thought it'd be nice, something to do. But you can still do the admin stuff. But it doesn't pay. But people need the shot. They need they help. They do, Donna, but right now, we don't need to be doing volunteer work. I agree. Okay, All yes. Right. Amen. Melissa Gibson, a pod peep for this episode. Uh, she posted on the Cadillac Jack Facebook fan page. While listening to the podcast, I realized that I need to up my laundry game. Who knew the yummy aroma was supposed to last all day? So after zipping to Target, now I'm the proud owner of these smelly ball things. I'll report back on how it goes, but I have a soccer player living here, so I may need more reinforcements than this 14.8-ounce bottle of Fresh. And she posted a picture of Downey Unstoppables. The conversation was this about laundry. I bet there's $1,000 of laundry detergent products that all do the same thing in our laundry room. They do not do the same thing. They do, Donna. No. They do. And so I said to Melissa Gibson, I replied to her, and I said, listen, don't believe the hype, Melissa. You just need... Some draft, snuggle, or mm-hmm. some drift, yes, mm-hmm. and and like a, a, a what were the things the kids are eating, a Tide a pod. pod, get you a Tide pod and some snuggle, and call it a day, and call it a day. You don't need all this other stuff, but you do because you the don't. towels are crunchy. They come out crunchy. They're right. not soft. They don't smell good. Seven seven zero four six four six zero two four is a great way to communicate. That is the podcast. Uh, text and voicemail line sam elliott was a character that we couldn't think of the other day about um the ranch we got ashton kutcher yes on netflix but miss sam elliott so thank you very much for uh letting us know that brooke reached out and uh what else we got here bobby this is bobby and i'm at work catching up on my podcast and spit my drink out when you two were discussing caddy blow drying his balls Mm. Love it. That's hilarious. And yes, us ladies who are blessed with boobs, deodorant is a must on your under boob. See? Love you too. Yes. And I'm a big fan of the side boob. You know, like when you're like, if, yeah, like if you're wearing kind of like a, a certain type of dress, you know, you don't want to do too much, but that that's good. But so you can't put it on your sides. You got to do it on your unders. Okay. So thank you, Bobby. Yeah. For listening. Is Bobby a girl or a boy putting it on his, on the boobs? I would imagine Bobby's a woman. Okay. Because men could do that too. If you have moobs. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 774-644-6024. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, part of the Appen Podcast Network.
quick note before uh, inauguration: Kamala Harris is not the first uh, person of color. Gosh, Carl's to be here. the uh, vice president. Yeah, an important distinction. Obviously, of course, um, first female president, first um, or first female vice president, Asian vice president, and black vice president. But the first person of color to serve as the vice president was Charles Curtis. How about that? Served as vice president for Herbert Hoover. And he is uh, a member of the Cod Nation, grew up on a reservation in Oklahoma. Uh, quick little note, he was um, also Senate Majority Leader, which is a pretty mm-hmm. big deal. Mm-hmm. And then he was, it's, this Washington Post article says, in Washington, Curtis was known for his winning personality. He wrote down and memorized the names and families of everyone he met, so he could always ask about a colleague's wife or children by name. His colleagues, meanwhile, just called him Indian. Okay, well, that's rude. Mm-hmm. I mean, he went to all that work to be personal. I mean, with seriously, that is so sweet. I love when people do that. Taylor Swift had someone, yes, in her entourage that that was their sole job was yeah. to determine who you were with, who was with you backstage, so that they can call them by name. And you know what? You can do that now. Like if you're interviewing with someone, and or if you just go to their Facebook page and just find their kids' names or whatever, it's. I mean, it's slightly touching to say to someone, I mean, I'm not someone that you've never met their children, but maybe you've lost contact or you've forgotten. You can go back and be like, oh, instead of saying, how are your kids? You know, how are Olivia? How is Charlotte doing? That type of thing. That means something. So shame on those people for not returning the favor to him. Ugh. 